Thank you, thank you. Very nice. All right, all right. So, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Incompetent Sports Report, a comedy show that includes talking about mainstream sports, and I like to have good friends on um, each episode, and this is a special one here because this is a, uh, a childhood friend right here. Um, every time I see him, even if it's been, you know, six months to a year, it feels like, uh, we're, 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 uh, leaving off at the, at the same, uh, note that I saw you last time. I mean, it was, uh, I believe your wedding was the last time I saw you. So congratulations. Right. Thank yep, you. Yep. Thank you. Yes, sir. And, um, yeah. So, and then Michael Baysmore is the guest here on the couch and this gentleman, brother, brother. <laughs> And this gentleman um, had the experience and the privilege to play a little collegiate football. A little D3 football, yeah. I, uh, I had a good experience with a mm-hmm. highly successful team, and yep. I, I did my part. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And that was at uh, Hampton, Sydney. And um, you played all four years, correct? I did. Mm-hmm. Yep. I got to travel with the team my freshman year, uh, special teams mostly. Yeah. Uh, I was on yeah. kickoff. It did not let me be on kick return. No? No, I didn't have the hands for that. But I was on a punt, punt return, and kickoff. So that was nice freshman year to be able to. Special teams being on. Yeah, that's right. Freshman. Freshman year to travel. The team was pretty good. So yeah. That was pretty cool. Yes, sir. So we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, Wanted to touch on, so what's happening live tonight is um, UFC 273. We've got Alexander the Great Volkanovsky versus the Korean Zombie. Real name is... Chan Sung Jung, but I'm not going to say that the entire podcast, so we're yeah. just going to call him the Korean Zombie. I think that's a good call. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so this is for the featherweight belt tonight, and the zombie is a giant underdog, but before we start recording, uh, Michael over here believes that he might be able to edge it out and I steal think, the belt. I think he wants it more, you know? Yeah, Maybe. You I, you so? know, we'll have to see. Wait and see, but... <laughs> I think it's a good possibility. Um, so let's look. Oh, look at that. They don't even have his pro- – they don't have Volkanovski's profile pic on the UFC website. That's weird. No kidding. That, <laughs> that is kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Volkanovski's a heavy underdog here. I mean, heavy favorite at minus 720, and then Koreans at plus 500. So how do you see the zombie winning this bout right here, if you had to bet? Oh, man. You know, if I had to say, it's probably going to be a decision, you know, about, you know, more than often it comes down to decision with the featherweights. It's not always the, Mm -hmm. and this is featherweight, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 145. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. With the featherweights, man, they're going to be, they're going to be slinging them. But I, uh, I was listening to, uh, you know, a couple, you know reporters that were talking about him and Mm -hmm. he's just he seems very confident for this fight even being the underdog which is kind Mm -hmm. of unusual but i mean i guess who doesn't have confidence when you're fighting in the ufc sure sure and he would be the first korean champion correct um, yeah yeah so he's carrying a lot of pressure um but yeah it's almost like he's got nothing to lose and he is the fill-in for what was supposed to be Max Holloway? Correct. Yep, yep. That was supposed to be. I the thought that was match. interesting when he uh, had to kind of bow out for that, but I think they picked a 
a good replacement. Obviously. Yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. well qualified. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess he was next in line. Um, looks like he's number four, yep. but overall, yeah, yeah. And plus five hundred. Oh my gosh, you got to take those giants. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you might want to jump on DraftKings. Yeah, later. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, for me. I don't know if you watched Volkanovski's last fight against Brian Ortega. Um, that was a crazy five-round battle. And Volkanovski was in deep waters and almost got submitted twice. I think it was the same round. It was like the third round. Mm-hmm. It, it was pretty crazy. Midway, um, yeah, midway through the fight. Yep, yep. But he came back and he won decisively. Um, I remember, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so, I do remember the end of the fight. Okay, cool, cool. And... I don't know. I mean, I feel like he's weathered the storm versus all the top guys, and I see him just kind of winning by a decision from here on out against anybody he goes against. He's definitely in his prime, and it seems like Holloway is the only one that's really given him struggle, at least on the scorecards aspect, because that was pretty controversial, their second bout. Everyone thinks that Holloway won. Um, So... How I see it going down is Volkanovski wins by decision. Um, he doesn't, unfortunately. I mean, he's got a good amount of finishes earlier in his career, and I think he's on a twenty-fight win streak, which is incredible. But well, that was kind of what I was gonna say. I was he, like, yeah, yeah, he's he's getting to the point now where is he bound to lose or is he Ooh, bound to win? Yeah. So, and yeah. I just. I just think, you know, the zombie is kind of an underrated opponent. Yeah, you think the he's per- sleeping on him. The perfect guy to <laughs> yeah. upset. So, okay. And I mean, okay. Hell yeah. You know, obviously, you know, the Korean zombie is, you know, you can get into his being going into the military and right. know, the yes. mindset that he carries with That's him right. from fight to fight. But um, I think it's the perfect upset, specifically as the main card. Mm-hmm. Because main event. Yeah, yeah the yeah. main event. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah. it's time. Hell yeah. Well, Shit, if Zombie wins, that's going to throw a wrench in everything because Volkanovski should be fighting Holloway next. Correct. But, but if Korean wins, I don't know what they're going to do. That's what I was going to say. Does yeah. Holloway fight Vol- Volkanovski or – I mean, yeah. you kind of got to let the champ – Dictate? Yeah. You gotta, well, you kind of let them – I mean, maybe you don't. It's – you know, we're not boxing here, but – I know. Yeah, I know. It's, we're not yeah. boxing here. You know, Different you, promotions. Exactly, sure. but, um, you know, it's – Volkanovski with 20 wins in a row. Good golly. Yeah, that's, no. That's, that's incredible. Yeah, those champions like him, Kamara Usman, um, they just have the mental fortitude that's above everybody else. And, again, when they're put in deep waters and complete adversity in the middle of the fight and they can just turn the tides and come back around, you don't see a lot of fighters pulling that off at the top, top level. Not many. Um, so, yeah, for me, I, I've got Volkanovski by decision, and that's probably the heavy favorite, um... Oh, 100% fight of, ending, the, but, of the thing, but you heard it here first. Yep, yep, that's right. The Korean zombie. Okay, okay, I love it. Maybe um, even TKO. <laughs> ooh, finishes him? <laughs> that would be crazy. <laughs> yeah. Jacksonville will go crazy. That would be nuts. Um... Yeah, and then, so moving on, the co-main event. Now, I'm really excited about this one. I think this could be a potential upset. Um, 
Aldermain Sterling versus Piotr Jan for the bantamweight title. So that's 135. Um, Sterling is at a plus 330 underdog right now. Jan at a minus 435, which makes sense because of their last bout. Did you watch that one? I did not. I did not see that. Okay, so Aljamain came out pretty strong in the first round, but seems like he just blew his load, and then, <laughs> for lack of better terms, yeah. and was just flopping around at throughout the rest of the fight. Jan was just having his way with him, piecing him up on the feet. Um, Sterling would try to take him down, and Jan would just shuck him off and threw him around like a looked like a JV wrestler against Barcy. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, I know. Jan has. Uh, he's like. He's a strong like grappler. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's got everything all well, around. Yeah. yeah. But he yeah. he does. He's not um, jujitsu though. Well, he is jujitsu, but I know that he's like very strong with his. Well, I guess grappling, wrestling in general. Yeah, his style is more of like he can grapple, but he'd rather defend the takedown and then just piece you up. Like his boxing is crisp. Yeah, yeah. It's probably some of the best in the division. Eh, probably. He might be the best at bantamweight uh, boxing wise. Well, comparatively, who who do you think would be behind him? Um, bantamweight. You know. That's my favorite division in the UFC. It is fucking stacked. I would, um, I would agree. I would have to say that the bantamweight is probably because yeah. you're landing punches, but you're, and you can. I mean, there's knockouts in bantamweight. I mean, there's knockouts in every weight, but as you get to bantamweight, that's when the they're so quick. Exactly, yeah, yeah. and they're putting a little force behind it too. Yeah, and they can do everything. Yeah, um, they can pull off some freakish flying knees and <laughs> yeah. flying submissions yeah, and stuff like that. All these guys. Yeah, yeah. So um, behind him. TJ Dillashaw is back, so he's right there at number one. He's got some good uh, striking for sure. And then I know um, fucking Sean O'Malley. He's, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. my boy. Okay. I, I love Sean O'Malley. Yeah. Hell, yeah, hell, yeah. No, he's definitely got the stardom and the come up, for um, no doubt. Um, But, yeah, so getting back to my claim of an upset, I do think that – Sterling is going to be a little smarter this fight. I don't think he's just going to come out guns blazing and just expend all his energy in the first round. Do you um, think he tries to stand toe-to-toe? Maybe for like the first minute and see how bad he's getting picked apart or if he's actually landing some shots and not getting hit on the return. The thing about Aljamain is he's a top-level black belt. Um, yeah. Do you remember Matt Sarah from back in the oh, day? Oh, yeah. Okay, so he's a black belt under him. So. Oh, wow. Yep. Trains yep. with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's out of New York. Um, he's no joke on the ground. So if I had to pick um, a finishing tactic, it's going to be he's got to take Jan to the ground and get on his back and just get like a rear naked choke, something like that. I was going to say, you don't think he'll submit him? Though, that would jitsu. probably be the that, only way. Okay, yeah, if yeah. he gets him in an arm bar, Jan's gonna be like, You can break my arm. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say, You're gonna check him out or that yeah, ain't the, gonna Those end. Russians are a different they, That's what I was. He's yeah. that guy, that guy's fighting. Everybody's fighting. Good lord. I know, I know. Yep, yep. Um, so that's my opinion. Yeah, I think, uh, if Sterling is to win, he's got to take it to the ground. If he stays on the feet, I think he gets pieced up. Um, because. Again, he was getting pretty much dominated completely, and then in the fourth round, um, 
he's i'm sure you you've seen all the promos and, and the, mm-hmm. the highlights about it but he went down to two knees and Jan just grabs his head execution yeah, was, style yeah, but he got <laughs> and that's why he won because it was an illegal dq yeah exactly yeah, that, that was pretty crazy yep yep and they've been like trolling each other and talking a lot of shit so this is definitely the bad blood matchup of the night it's very yeah i was gonna say there's definitely uh mm-hmm. there's definitely some bad blood there and i mean uh, does does the knee, you know, obviously in the UFC it does disqualify you from winning the match, but was it? So yeah, that's the controversy. Yeah, I was like, was it? I mean, was he acting or was it for real? I think I don't know. I guess that's I don't know. I, I mean, guess that's to be determined tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly, exactly. Yeah, hopefully the, that doesn't happen. The rematch, because that's what I, you know. At a at a DQ, you can't. You're the champion by DQ after after you're knocked out. Yeah, yeah. That's tough. I wouldn't want to, because like shortly after that, he started kind of like boasting about it. And he's like, yeah, I'm the champ now. It's like, he didn't really win. I got got a story actually to tie into Ham Sydney later for that. So we can talk about that later. Yeah, Yeah, we'll touch on that. Hell yeah. Um, So what's your prediction for this co-main right here? I mean, as much as the, in the UFC now by um, submission, it's just, you see it more and more. I just think Peter Yan on the feet is stronger. And obviously he's, you know, the favorite. Yeah, but, you know, it. how do you – it's just a weird dynamic. Yeah. It's a very strange dynamic with, you know, the champion being the one that got knocked out in the last fight. Right. So it's like, all right, well, I guess I really can't title on the champion side. You got to go with Peter Yan. Yep, yep. Nope. That's definitely uh, the Vegas bet to go with. Um, yeah, I'm pulling for Aljamain, but yeah, I don't know. I feel like Jan is either going to win by decision or he'll get another TKO. Yeah, or a TKO finish. Yeah, on his feet, maybe. Yep, yep. And then the third to last fight on the card is really the money maker for this pay per view card. Um, this guy Hamzat Chimaev. Versus Gilbert Burns. Oh, my roommate over here is giving him thumbs down. <laughs> Not a fan. Yeah, you don't like Burns? No, he's talking. Oh, about okay. Hamza. I was like, come on, man. He's talking about the hype train. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was like, I was like, Burns is gonna Burns is gonna put a little hurt on him. I think. You think so? I don't know. Well, so hard to say, I guess. Yeah, yeah. This guy uh, Hamza Chmaev. He's ten and zero. He's a hundred percent finishing rate. He's ten finishes, um, which is fucking crazy and he hasn't gone past the second round um, right where gilbert burns has a little bit more experience oh for sure way so, more experience and that's what yeah, that's yeah. what you know the big thing is kim burns last the first two rounds yes with him yep yep yeah and he's no slouch he's the fucking number two yep. um welterweight in the world and gave kamar uzman a little trouble when they fought in the first round he wobbled him and then Usman came back and turned it around. Um, but, yeah, no, Gilbert is no punk. And this is going to be really the stepping block for Chimaev to get to that title shot. Um, if he can take him out, especially decisively in the first round, like he claims he's going to do. Um, even Dana White said it on Pat McAfee. I watched it uh, this morning that Chimaev – if he finishes Burns in the first round, he's probably going to fight uh, Colby Covington next. 
Right. Yeah, yeah, which is going to be fireworks. That's going to be a lot of shit talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but talking about this fight, you know, Hamzat comes from that Dagestan wrestling pedigree. and Burns is Brazilian. Yeah, so he's gonna bring that. Well, yeah, and he's—I uh, believe he's been a gold medalist at the uh, Abu Dhabi Grappling Championship, yes. which is quite a. Uh, they were asking. They were asking him about how old is Gilbert Burns? I want to say he's thirty-three, thirty-four, something like that. Yeah. So yeah. they were talking to him about, um, you know, possibly after you know the UFC. Obviously, this is a big fight for him. But oh at, yeah, yeah. After yeah. the UFC, if he would just go, you know, if when he's done, strictly grappling. Yeah, and yeah. Do, and do straight up grappling. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh he said he was talking about it, he's like, I'll worry about that after the fight. Obviously, that's kind of what's gonna happen. <laughs> Regardless, you know, yeah. you win or you lose, you can worry right. about it later. But uh Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll Same thing with uh Aljamain, we were talking about in the previous fight. Yeah. I think that's the only way Gilbert's going to win tonight, if he can get it on the ground. Yeah, he's got to um, submit him. Yeah. Stand-up-wise, because here's the thing. Gilbert used to fight at lightweight, 155, where Hamzat has fought at 185. So wow. he's just a bigger guy in general. Yeah, he um, must be. He must be taller. So, exa- oh, oh, yeah. Much well, well, obviously he's taller, yeah. Yeah, but. yeah. Um, so... When it goes down to the ground, girl, Gilbert's going to have to be slick because Chimaev, you know, I wouldn't want that guy on top of me fucking raining elbows and punches. No. <laughs> he's a, he, 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 land, like you said, what is 100% finishing? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Through 10, through 10 fights? 10 fights, yeah. And yeah. apparently in the UFC, he's only been hit twice. <laughs> so that's ridiculous. his defense is quite impeccable. Yeah. Well. I guess he's got a little bit to prove, but a lot of hype. A lot of hype. A lot of hype. Push him through it, so we'll. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I'm super excited. That'll um, be a good fight. That'll probably. I think that'll probably be one of the best fights if if they get out of the first two rounds. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah but I, I hope Gilbert makes it interesting. I yeah. don't want it to just be a landslide. Nah, yeah, but then again, exactly. The record speaks for itself. Ten and zero. Yeah, yeah, and what's crazy is. Um, Chimaev started training MMA in like 2016. Like it hasn't been that long. Wow. Yeah. Seven years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's when did he start fighting? And I guess 2018. Because you're talking ten fights. Golly, you got to have at least what four months between each fight. Four to six months. Yeah, yeah. I would say most fighters. Well, he's fucking crazy. He. Fought. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like you, yeah. you don't get ten, ten wins in right in four four years. So. When they were in uh, Abu Dhabi during the the shutdown, he was the one who fought one week and then fought the next week because somebody else dropped out. Right. <laughs> no, I remember that. I finished him. Yeah, yeah, I remember that too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's some crazy stuff. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's a scary guy for sure. <laughs> I have to check the bylaws on that and make sure that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're familiar with uh, the champion, Kamar Usman? Yes. How do you think he fares against Hamzat? Because that's going to be fireworks when that uh, happens. I mean, it's kind of one hype train versus another. Yeah. And, I mean, I think a lot of it, Hamzat, depending tonight on how the fight goes, 
I think Gilbert Burns is going to give him more of a run than what he thinks. He knows that he wants to, you know, knock him out in the first two rounds because that's what he wants to do. He hasn't, he hasn't seen, he hasn't gone the distance with anybody no. yet. Mm-mm. So Mm-mm. I think Gilbert Burns is going to give him the fight. But with Usman, I think Usman is going to watch this fight, determine what he wants to do, and his because I think this is a big, a big determining fight for him for his future. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Um. He's supposed to fight um Leon Edwards who just came off that fight with Nate Diaz like a few, uh, yeah, six but, months ago or whatever. Right. Um, but Usman, in his fight with Colby, he hurt his hand, so he got surgery on it. That's why he hasn't fought in a minute. But yeah. He's um, got Leon next. But you're correct. If Hamzat just has some crazy, you know, flashy knockout in the first round, that's an easy sell for Dana White to make. Well, I'm sorry. He did say he was going to fight Colby. Yeah. I'm kind of jumping all around because I do see Hamza taking on Usman eventually. <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. why you're, I was like, Colby Covington is yeah, guy, no. but No, 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 yeah. It's all good. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm discrediting Colby. He he could potentially take him into deep waters as well. Um, But as for tonight, yeah, I got uh, I got Hamza winning. I'll I, jump still on. Think, I still think Gilbert Burns. Really, dude. I think dude. Burns is gonna is gonna wear him out. He's gonna try and take him the distance. Damn. And because get he's, on DraftKings and get that parlay going. Yeah, I do. You're right. Yeah, you're. <laughs> you right. got you're all right. the underdogs. I, you heard it here. Two upsets. So <laughs> oh, I mean, shit. I mean, Peter Yon's got it, but Gilbert Burns. I think he's gonna give Kamzat a fight. Oh, shit. A true fight. Right, a long fight. Hopefully, mm-hmm. he's not mm-hmm. an idiot. Try to try to keep him on the ground. Don't get knocked out. You won't get. Hopefully, he won't get submitted because that you know. That would suck. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. that's really where the the change would happen. But yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, hell yeah. So those are the top three fights for the card tonight. Um, the female fight, I'm not too keen on Tisha Torres. I have watched Mackenzie Dern. She's nasty. She is nasty on the uh, the ground. Uh, most of her wins are by submission. So I would bet on that if I. Had the uh, the budget for it tonight. Two um, good fighters. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah. TC Torres has a little bit to prove, and Mackenzie Dern, like you said, she's she's strong on the ground. Oh yeah. yeah. So you, you really don't want to go to the ground with her, not in, not unless you have to. Mm-mm, but mm-mm. I mean, the odds you can look at it. I mean, it's pretty tight there. Yeah, so, that's pick them. Yeah, yeah you, you, one twenty and plus hundred. Yeah. Guess you're gonna see who who mm-hmm. really wants to be there. Yep, yep. And then um, the first fight on the card was supposed to be Kelvin Gaslam. Versus, it might have been Mark Madsen, but um, he dropped out because of an injury. So now they've got a replacement here. I'm not too knowledgeable about either one of these guys, so we don't really need to touch on this. I was gonna say I don't think I know either. <laughs> yeah, guys. yeah, but um, yeah, nonetheless, should be. I have heard the mustache will roll though. The mustache will. Roll. So I mean, <laughs> I'm, I guess I gotta go with the mustache. Yeah, there. yeah. No, he's the favorite. So there you go. <laughs> Got to be because of the stash. It's all about that stash. Hell yeah. Um, hell yeah. So that is tonight, 10 p.m. Um, ESPN Plus, pay per view only. Very excited for the that. The Korean zombie baby. Here we go. All right. All right. Hell yeah. Um, so when did you start following uh, mixed martial arts? Or- um. Man, I was following mixed martial arts back when Chuck the Iceman Liddell Hell was yeah, in bad. Man. Forrest Griffin was my dude. I yeah. mean, and it's 
it's obviously evolved since then to we're not completely stand, yeah, yeah start standing up slugging each other in the face until one of us falls to the ground yeah, but, um, yeah there's definitely more defensive uh, tactics involved now <laughs> yeah the, the jujitsu somehow got involved and then yeah, yeah, and yeah now it's no longer about the striking quite as much but yeah, um yeah. i mean shoot i mean i can still golly i can still think back to ronda rousey and um mm-hmm. gosh who was the chick who kicked her in the face that just absolutely... Oh, Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes just destroyed her, and yeah, I was like, shot dude, the world. I don't know if I can watch this anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> People are getting decapitated out here. <laughs> yes, but, yes. Nah, um, yeah. That's the thing now, man. Um, like you said, much different back then. Now you have you know, prestigious athletes that yep. are all around. Um, they're not just focusing on one discipline. It's not like the... The jiu-jitsu guy versus the, you know, taekwondo guy. It's everybody knows everything. Pretty yeah, much. the evolution yeah. of the sport is definitely. But it is kind of interesting still to see where certain aspects of different martial arts are stronger and weaker against others. You know, mm-hmm. kickboxing mm-hmm. versus, you know, jiu-jitsu mm-hmm. and being able to stand and tag versus submission. And um, I think it's that's kind of why it gets so tough to predict some of these fights because some of these guys are i mean i think peter yan was talking the other day about how he did like a month in kickboxing then he did a month in jujitsu then he did a month in taekwondo and it was like he wasn't doing those things to to really to you know strengthen his striking or his but just to know just mm-hmm. to kind of understand why all these different... oh yeah if you get put in that position you got to know how to get out of it exactly so you get that you get that little bit of practice from each and it kind of you know it shapes how you can you know view another fighter and then obviously the film sessions that they go through with their mm-hmm. coaches mm-hmm. and stuff like that but yep yeah yep. these these guys are killers Oh, on their sure. feet, on the ground. They may not be a Brazilian, you know, mixed martial art master, but mm-hmm. they can still submit you pretty oh. easily. Oh, easily, easily. No, for sure. Especially these Russian guys. Yeah, um, they're 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 a different breed. Yeah. Habib really introduced that. He did. And now all of those guys are very similar and um, which you can appreciate because you were a wrestler yourself back in the day. I was. Yeah. I was a I was a tall, lanky guy. I wasn't wasn't the best wrestler. I wish I was a boxer. I would have been. Oh, a better, really? Uh, okay. Yeah, I would have been a better boxer than a wrestler. But I did all right. I had a, uh, you know. No, you and your brother, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. third, you know, a couple, couple state placers in the, you know, in high school, and you know, my dad was the same way. Kind of yeah, passed that n- down to no, us. Your family has been always super involved in wrestling. Yeah. So, um, uh, but um, but the thing about it is, you know, my dad and my brother are both sub six foot. And then here I am at almost six three. That's right. That's yeah, right. It's not so yeah. much. It's not so fun getting your ankle picked or like yeah, know, get Russian thrown like at six three. So <laughs> exactly. Especially exactly. when you, you know, you got a, you got a five foot eleven, hundred ninety pound meatball throwing yeah. you around. So, yeah. but it's you know, it is what it is. I learned a lot from it for sure. You know, man, it's a form of self defense for sure, and a martial art if you really want to get specific. Oh, believe me, yeah. risk control for life. Dude, risk yes. control, maybe. Yeah. Don't ever, don't ever sleep on that. Yep. No, I use it in a non-gi jujitsu all the time. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. They were talking about um, oh, what's his name? I, th- I think it was Peter Yan, um, about how he was doing the uh, the choke. It's the choke that you normally do in jujitsu, but it's a naked choke, so you can do it with your forearm on the on your carotid arteries, mm-hmm. and uh, it's what's it called a hammer. 
a hammer choke or something like that? I can't think of it right now. I think it's called, yeah, um, where you put the fist right yes, there. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, and he does the, he like pulls on it. Oh, mm-hmm. dude, that is mm-hmm. that is incredible. Yeah, that takes a lot of strength. Well, yeah, and yeah. A, just a lot of skill mm-hmm. and practice. And it's like, God, mm-hmm. believe, man, you're going to put somebody out with yeah. a choke and you're not even wearing a gi right right yeah like that's 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 different yeah there's a guy that's fighting on the uh the prelims um let me pull up his name actually where is he i thought he was on the prelims um is it early there he is um aleski olenic this guy He's pulled off submissions when he's been like fully mounted on his back. So he's the one that's like, looks like he's about to get rained down on. And then he'll pull the guy into him and lock in like a head and arm choke and yeah. him out. It's yeah. Like hit him with a figure four and just choke him out from the bottom. Yeah. Which is extremely rare. Like you never see that. Um, so yeah, no. Jiu jitsu, it's changed the game completely. Um, Going back to back in the golden years, you had uh, Damian Maya. He was the specialist where he was just, if he got your back, that was game over. You're getting yeah. submitted. Yep. Um, BJ Penn. Oh, yeah. Super fucking flexible. Um, he got his black belt in like three years, which it takes most people like a decade. Yeah. <laughs> he, he might be the, uh, well, his nickname was the Prodigy. So, well, that yeah. of definition. Yeah, yeah. Um, so have you ever thought about getting into, um, a boxing class or jujitsu or another kind of martial art? I have, I've, uh, I've actually looked at a couple different classes. I, I'm more of a striker. So I have, uh, um, obviously I did wrestling, but I realized that my strength isn't on the ground. Yeah. You get the reach. Exactly. So I, you know, I've, I've got kind of a shorter torso and longer legs, long arms. So, you know, striking's kind of where I'm at, but I've got a strong core. So that you gotta have, you gotta be able to throw the torque in there when you're striking. And, um, that's right. uh, I actually, uh, I took some online, like some online tutorial boxing lessons. I have my own punching bag, a heavy bag and everything like that. And it's, it's actually, it actually works really great because I can, you know, do slams and kicks with it. Oh, cool. A lot cool. of people really discount the striking is not just with your hands. No, no, yeah. Not at so, all. and like, I'm, I'm a big kick guy, and you wouldn't really realize that if you saw me on the street, but it's one of the last things people expect, dude. Like, a that's front, true. Front body kick or a head kick, you know, yep. even a low kick on the inside of the leg. They're like, what are you doing? Dude? Yeah. Who yeah. are you? Yeah. So, it's more of a defensive <laughs> exactly than it is really offensive. No, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah, I started training at, um, MMA Institute. Shout out to Rick McCoy. He's been on the show before. Um, he owns the place. And yeah, they've got everything you can think of. Uh, judo, Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, clinch and takedown wrestling class. Um, it's badass, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, that's not, a lot of that sounds, I mean, a lot of that's derived specifically from wrestling. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you're mm-hmm. talking about like the Jiu Jitsu and submitting, mm-hmm. that's something that I'm interested in getting into more. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah, Hell I yeah. think that would be pretty cool because it doesn't matter how tall you are. If you can ankle lock or oh yeah bar or you know even even just a choke yeah oh yeah no. submissions are really where it's at least amount of effort 
needed yeah, to exactly. really get the job done. Yeah, anytime you're going against somebody bigger, just go for their neck because they well, can only defend for so long. Exactly. Well, <laughs> you know I played defensive end. That's right. So yeah. I was always hitting offensive tackles, and I was, I mean, in high school I was, you know, pretty good size. But when you go to college, oh, yeah. you're not, you know, 215-pounder, you're hitting – 270 to oh, 320 yeah. guys and you know you gotta you gotta learn how to maneuver your body in order to exactly. get the job done yep yep um yeah i wanted to touch on that as well so yeah michael and i actually played a high school football together back in the day you were a squirrel baby you Was remember I? the squirrel you remember the squirrel i did that a few times but i played uh defensive back for the most i know part. you did yeah, 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 yeah but, but i know re- i did run in the trenches yeah you were in there with me <laughs> i remember i was like come on jake you got it buddy I fucking stepped on yeah dude, yeah he got the nose guard just waiting you're like uh thanks a lot roscoe shout out roscoe i never agreed with that strategy that was a was terrible like- <laughs> terrible Defensive like, coordination. You're basically just giving up these gaps. <laughs> yeah, right like yeah. You, <laughs> you're just gonna sacrifice two guys every place <laughs> just to close up two oh, gaps. Shit. Like that doesn't make sense. <laughs> but um, so yeah, man. Uh, defensive end was your position, and um, was that all through high school, or did you kind of when you were in middle school, you're like, all right, I'm gonna transition into like only defense and focus on defensive end, or? Well, I, I got to start back at the beginning. And that's back to Blue Star, dude, baby. Blue Star Cowboys. Pop uh, Warner. Yeah, I uh, had a head. I had a coach. His name was. Well, I had a couple of coaches. Uh, shout out uh, Brian Childress. Shout out Webb Buchanan. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's right. But uh, you know, Brian was like my offensive coach. Webb was my defensive coach, and uh, I had the nickname Space Cadet. Nice. So that was because I was still on the sideline, and I had literally had no interest in sure. playing football. I had sure. you know, I didn't, I didn't have the drive. And Webb was like, "Listen, you know, you're one of the bigger guys out here. You're young for your, you know, for your, you know, your year and your mm-hmm. age, but mm-hmm. uh, you're big. So I think we can work with that." And he taught me how to get kind of mean and you know work through that. But um, I gotta say, I played tight end. Yeah, I played offensive guard in high school. Did on, you? Yeah, and uh, you know I was I wasn't a bad pulling guard because I was quick. There you go. But That's right. um, I, somebody. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely uh, I was definitely meant to play D end at my height and uh, with my ability. Yeah, it's a lot were, about footwork. You were quick. I remember that. I was. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I think my senior year of high school. Well, you know my senior year of high school actually ended up tearing my yeah, ACL. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it tore my ACL the second game of the season as a captain, and uh, that was that was really tough for me to get through that mentally. But sure, um, totally. But uh, you know, I I loved playing defensive end, dude. I always liked the fact that they lined me up against dudes who were bigger than me. Yeah, yeah. Because it wasn't about run how, right around them. It had nothing to do with the size. Exactly. It was how fast you are, how good are you with your hands, and how good is your footwork. That's right. That's so right. If you were technical and you were, you know, you knew what you were supposed to be doing. Sometimes you, you'd get you, you had to know where you needed to be. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and like uh, if you didn't know the play defensively, golly. You were getting you were getting chewed out. Oh yes, oh, yes. and not only that, it was you know as a defensive end, it was usually a overtop safety that had the the edge. If you if something oh, had to spill, right, right. Yeah, and golly, yeah. that safety get cracked by a blocker, and then yeah. somehow make the shoestring tackle and come up to you afterwards and be like, "What the fuck was yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Where were you at?" Yeah, bro? fundamentals, man. Exactly. Just contain. Yeah, contain. like come on, bro, <laughs> you mess that up. And I'm like, oh, sorry, dude. <laughs> Yep, yep, the good old days. Yeah, I, I I miss football, man. It was it was good, but college was a different animal. Yeah, yeah. Let's get into that. So, you finish your senior year, you're in rehab mode with your knee. 
Yeah, that was tough. Torn ACL mm-hmm. and meniscus. Uh, they gave me – that was the third game of the season. That was at uh, Deep Run High School. And mm-hmm. I uh, at the time, I was in such good shape that my quads were able to hold the weight. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, I went back out after half, and your knee starts slipping around. You're like, Ooh. okay, something's not right. Totally. Yeah. yeah, fuck that. So you go into the rehab, and you realize, you know, it's – you know, you do the surgery now. You start the rehab now. You got seven months, and um, it's actually funny. At that point, I uh, I had a – I had like a, a small – little uh, invite from richmond they'd they'd offered me like a partial scholarship to come play for them so you yeah d1 double a that would have been pretty cool to play there and uh i had the frame obviously you know six, oh yeah six mm-hmm. foot three you know I was, I was a pretty tall guy but um mm-hmm. obviously with the acl that got pulled pretty quickly because i hadn't commit i hadn't committed to them or anything like that so yeah they pulled it. that's a bummer and uh, i really hadn't applied anywhere else because that was kind of my my school but um obviously you know josh doggett Yep. Cameron Shout out White. to Doggett. I had a couple yep. other really good football players that uh, we played with at Atley. Yes, sir. And uh, we all uh, ended up going to Ham Sydney. You know, I went to Fork Union. I was going to try and do post grad. Really? Yeah. But uh, that coach didn't give me the time of day, mm. and I, I was, I, you know, that disturbed me a little bit. You know, yeah, it, it, yeah. it really kind of threw me off because I thought, you know, I was good enough. If I was good enough to be an offered from D one, double A. Post grad school would take me, and they mm-hmm. had mm-hmm. all these other guys that didn't have injuries mm-hmm. that just didn't have the grades, and they were like, "We rather put time into the athletes. We don't have to worry about physically." Sure. So sure. you know, you kind of yeah. got past that. And Coach uh, Marty Favret, he uh, he saw something in my film, and he said, "You know, I think you can do it at Hamp Sydney. I think you could probably, you know, be be a starter for us. Maybe not your freshman mm-hmm. or sophomore year. You know, you got to work your way through it." But mm-hmm. that was weird to me. You know, being yeah, you're not used to being on the sidelines. Exactly. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, well, there's got to be some way I can earn my, you know, spot. But anyway, I, I go through the um, seven month rehab with shout out to Matt Polisic. That okay. guy, Hell yeah. that guy, t- he looked at me and he said, Do you want to play college football? And I said, Yes. And he was like, We're going to do everything you can. And I mean, there were days in that rehab, I was back in six and a half months. From an ACL. They told me it could be seven to nine. I was back in six and a half sprinting, say, cutting, dude. lifting. Yeah. And I shout out to Shane Sykes mm-hmm. uh, for mm-hmm. really pushing me, you know, even throughout my high school career and through my college career because I couldn't have I couldn't have been as successful as I was with without him. Was he, he the guy at Velocity? He was. He was Velocity that. Sports Performance and Elkin right. Sports Performance. And then uh he kind of he kind of freelanced for a while. Then he came to Atley and he worked with Atley specifically. And he kind of, mm-hmm. but he worked with all sorts of D one athletes too. So yeah, it's yeah. you know you get to work out at Atley, which was nice you know for what it was. And then you get to go work out with Shane. And you're working out with D one athletes. Yeah, and you're yeah, like it's just kind of different tier. Exactly. You kind of yeah. get the the bar kind of gets raised around you. So mm-hmm. you and that was that was a pretty pretty cool experience to be able to oh, go through that. And um, you know obviously I was very fortunate to be able to do that mm-hmm. thanks to my family and. You know the connections that they had. Oh, of so, course. Yeah, yeah. So I was very grateful for that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's insane. You it was six and a half months, and you were back on the field. I mean, an ACL rehab is at least ten to eleven months usually. Now it can be. Yeah, and uh, and you're. I mean, specifically if you're talking, you know, mostly torn ACLs are football players. You exactly. don't see you don't see a whole lot in other sports. 
But, um, you know, it's because you're weight-bearing, and then you turn, or you get hit, and you get pushed the wrong direction, and pop, and then it's gone. Yeah, and I don't know why it's happening more um, nowadays, but I don't know if the cleats just get stuck in the turf or something, but it's a lot of non-contacts where they're just Yeah, I can, I can tell you, I mean, from experience. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah from yeah, experience yeah. that it's much more common to tear your ACL on a turf field. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why a lot of these NFL teams, they kind of all like the turf for a while, and then all of a sudden you got players getting hurt left and right, and they're like, okay, we're going back to sod. We're going back to grass. For because sure. Because it's sure. yeah. talking about investments of millions of dollars. Oh my and God. these professional athletes, so mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know you can only you're only going to take so many risks, and if the grass or the you know the playing field that you're on is one of them, you're going <laughs> to mitigate that as fast. as Oh, possible. totally, totally. So. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that's awesome, man. Um, yeah, I love to get any insight and any uh, memories and experiences from collegiate athletes, man. Yeah, um, I had a. Alec Everly on over the summer. Oh yeah, talk about Florida State. That was awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a little bit different animal. There. Definitely different. Yeah, Definitely yeah. Different. You got you got nutritionists and you've got your own chefs for you know oh, yeah. what you need to do. To yeah, he put it. on a bunch of weight. Oh yeah, and that was kind of honestly it was one of the things I was looking forward to of going to Richmond because they were telling me about that. They're like, dude, you've I've been trying to put on weight for years. My dad's like right. whey protein in the morning, yeah. whey protein Breakfast. at night, yeah, peanut yeah. butter, like eggs, <laughs> like whatever you can do. Like Heavy you're eating it all, as many calories as possible. But I was yep, yep. super fast metabolism. And I, I loved watching Alec, man. That guy mm-hmm. was a beast. Mm-hmm. And I mean, mm-hmm. really did perform at the highest level. Yeah. It was cool to see. He earned it, man. And I love what he's doing now with uh, Nick Clark. They're doing the uh, like, the Hog Academy. Yeah, yeah, it's like private one on ones uh, almost with just offensive linemen. Yeah, and I mean they're really they're honestly producing some of the best. Yeah, that's what he's telling players. Me. And I mean he's kind of I think he I don't know if that's just like full focus anymore. Which I mean, no, yeah, but but he's he's done very well with no, that. And yeah. Nick Nick is also a very good high level mm-hmm. player as well, and mm-hmm. he's done he's done very well for himself. Hell yeah, man. Um. Some NFL news happened today. Oh, yeah, God, on the terrible. depressing side. Um, former Washington quarterback and former Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, 15th overall. Yeah, Dwayne Haskins, he passed away this morning. Um, was struck by a vehicle in South Florida last night, apparently. So, um, our deepest condolences to his family and friends. Yeah, it's very sad. But yeah, um, to stay in the NFL realm, um, are you still a Packers fan? That's what I remember Damn you from. Am I still a Packers? That's what I remember fan. you from. Yeah, this guy. Oh, well, a- what are you doing over there? Are you go shake your head at me. Oh golly, tell me you're not a Vikings fan or something. Oh, yeah, see, see that shitty? Yeah, go ahead and explain yourself. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that blanket over there. Uh, Detroit Lions. <laughs> dude, y'all might get a quarterback this year, dude. Yeah. You never know. I heard that's the that's the rumor. Sheesh. I- or we're stuck with golf for one more year, and then yeah, he could then get it. the next class. So I, I'll take that one from Oklahoma next year. But mm-hmm. th- this class, man, I don't know. I ah. mean, every, everybody seems to have the same take. Like the the quarterbacks in this class aren't very strong, but I, there's going to be like a few that. Well, no, man. Yeah. Everybody said that Justin Fields was going to be this and that. I mean, yeah. obviously playing under Matt Nagy, you're not going to be very. 
That's just my opinion. Yeah. But Matt Nagy is definitely yeah. not one of the best coaches out no, there. So, man. like, I knew Justin Fields was doomed, doomed for something, but I was hoping that, uh, uh, who's their running back? David Montgomery. Montgomery. Mm-hmm. I, ho- I was hoping I had high hopes for him, but, and, you know, this year with the new coach, maybe they'll do better. Um, but you guys. What do you think about your running back? I love Swift. Yeah, Swift's badass. Yeah, I Bad think man. Jamal Williams is a good guy to get five yards a pop. Loved him at Ham- at uh Ham- Sydney at Green Bay, <laughs> dude. Really? He was, uh, but I mean now we got AJ Dillon and Aaron Shoot. Jones. So, Aaron man. Jones monster. Yeah, we got yeah, two. Yeah. We got two horses there. So I would really I would say y'all's duo of running backs is one of the best in the league. Yeah, very few come close to that, but yeah, there's definitely some talent there. We're gonna need it. Yeah, uh, man, after uh, Devontae leaving and going to the Raiders. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Ah, oh, man. What but a- I guess if you took a second and looked at the connection, Derek Carr and Adams were teammates in college. You know, I have a, a my best friend, obviously, you know, Brock Buchanan. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Uh, yep, huge, shout out to Brock. Yeah, Brock, Brock, love you, man. Um, and Brent West, huge, another Raiders fan, obviously. But mm-hmm. – uh, Brock had been telling me. Brent had be, been yelling at me about it. Brock was kind of like under the radar, like I think it could happen. Like him and Derek are like they were collegiate, you know, players together on the yep. same team, and mm-hmm. you know they did mm-hmm. really well together. And uh, I mean, obviously, what it really came down for me, which I knew before the season even ended, was what does Aaron Rodgers want when the season's over? Right. What yeah, does yeah. he want as far as a contract? Because obviously, Aaron Rodgers wants. The world on a platter. Let's yes. just be very clear. Yes. And a sense of entitlement. It's cool that you can admit that. <laughs> no, dude, it's I cool. love Aaron Rodgers yeah. to death, but I can tell you, when he didn't show up for training camp last year in the summer yeah. mm-hmm. until mandatory camp, mm-hmm. I knew something was on the horizon. He was going to cause a rift. And then obviously we lost that first game in pretty bad fashion yeah. to the New Orleans Saints. And I was yeah. like, what the hell is yeah. going on? <laughs> Uh-oh. But yeah. uh, I, I knew that if... Of course, he goes back to back MVP. Oh yeah. yeah so it's yeah. like, oh, we gotta pay him one hundred fifty, what, fifty six, fifty eight million yeah, or something guaranteed. Something oh my like god! And, and then I was they like, tried oh. to tell Devontae, you're gonna take the franchise tag. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, with, with our cap <laughs> space already being at zero, right? Like we yeah, had yeah. no cap space. So mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is gonna take one of the biggest contracts, you know? Yeah. And it's like, all right, well. Maybe yeah. he goes MVP again, but does he do it without Devontae? Highly less likely. Yeah, no, they were the best duo. I will uh, I will give him all the credit receiver. in the world. He he takes no name receivers and he turns them into good players. Well, hey, Alan Lazard, shout out. Lazard. Get, pick him up on your fantasy team hey, this year. Do you cause... remember that year he took like that guy named Geronimo Allison? And yeah, made, Geronimo, and dude. Him. He was a beast. That was like three years ago. It wasn't that long ago. Yep, yep. Yeah, Geronimo Allison. That's that's funny, um, but I think well we're going to be getting Robert Tanyan back uh, off of ACL, so that hurt us going into the playoffs mm-hmm. right there. Lost our you know kind of our dime pack or you know our good our tight good, end right. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. going to say our good tight end, but he was like you know kind of a like a fourth receiver. Yeah, so he was he was made good catches, but most of his catches were touchdowns, security uh, net, exactly yeah, yeah. touchdowns or short receptions. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it was kind of weird how he brought back Randall Cobb. Obviously, one of my favorite players to ever play for oh, the yeah. Packers. Love Randall Cobb. So, hell yeah. But without Devontae, we'll see what Aaron Rodgers really is. I know, I know. We act like it's going to be some mystery who's going to win the North, like Packers. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. Y'all's division. I mean, I think. <laughs> I mean, I personally, I think is it was a mistake for the Bears to trade away Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. Um, I think he's got a lot of he's talent. A stud. Yeah, yeah he's and good. they had me highly underutilized last year under Matt Nagy. And I mean, obviously, Justin Jefferson is one of the best wide receivers in the league now. Even what is he a third year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, out of his young. rookie and second year, it's like, dude's still just setting the world on fire with Kirk Cousins and you know. David Montgomery's a great running back. I think DeAndre Swift could be a game changer. I love him, man. Yeah, you can if you can mm-hmm. catch and run the ball mm-hmm. and you can stay healthy all year. I mean, a run it that's the key Henry. factor. Too. Yeah, look at yeah. look at one running back can do for a team, right? Mm-hmm. And you know mm-hmm. when Julio Jones is hurt and uh, oh, who's their other their big wide receiver? AJ Brown. AJ yeah. Brown, man, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know he's he putting the team on his back. So I don't. I mean, no offense. I'm not really about Jared Goff. Never have been. Oh, none taken. Yeah, we. I think I think coaching Detroit's much about him either. (laughs) Yeah, I think the coaching in L.A. got them there, and he had enough to get them that win. But um, no secret. I mean, Rams Rams coach. He's probably the best in the league right now. Yeah, that's McVay, right? Yeah, Sean McVay. He's a he's a great coach. Yep, yeah. and that's even that's love even Matt with... Lafleur too. Let's be very clear. One of the yeah. also the I think one of the winningest coaches through his first three seasons at a mm-hmm. at a new at, yeah he's one of the at winning, a head coach position. I think he is yeah, the yeah. winningest coach as a matter of fact mm. for his first three seasons at with a. Uh, that makes sense. So. Yeah, two things I really liked the just talking the Lions the uh, the two receivers that showed up this year. I think they earned themselves a spot. Because they said like the Lions were going into to the season with a roster of like people who aren't going to be there next year. Are you talking about Hawkinson and Amon Ra? Amon Ra, St. Brown, and Khalif Raymond. Okay, Khalif Raymond showed up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, like I, th- I think they played their way onto the roster. I don't think you just like oh, okay, these guys are placeholders. Get rid of them. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that Amon Ra and Equimonius mm-hmm. both play in the league, and that his dad had that. Uh, the split jersey that he showed. <laughs> oh up. Yeah, yeah, yeah! I was like, that's pretty cool. That was yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now USC is set to put another one in the league. This Drake London. Mm. I, I think yeah. I say he's gonna be really good. We'll see. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully, they don't go to Lions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. And then. I guess we'll touch on my team for the hell of it. Let's yeah, do it. Baby, yeah. come on. Let's go come on. Fucking commanders. <laughs> the commanders. Yeah. Still waiting on you to bring some commanders swag in here. Yeah, where's oh, the gear, God. dude? I don't see any commanders gear in here. Yeah, no, all I have is the, the racist memorabilia. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, fucking, I know we needed a quarterback. Carson, Savior. Yeah. Carson Wentz, you know, he's decent. My concern is, is he going to break his back within the first six games of the season? Well, I mean, that has been the (laughs) trend. He's injury prone. Yeah, but, I mean, he's never had as good of an O-line as the commander. Yeah, Oh, wait, yeah, he did. Yeah, he didn't come to the right place. Yeah, Yeah. but now (laughs) it's the best O-line in the league to (laughs) go behind the commanders. Now Sheriff Uh, is gone. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that hurt. I mean... That's all we can we should do in this draft is just pick up depth and offensive line because we have been just yep. below average for a more than a decade. And, and I'll, I'll be real with you, I, I see Antonio Gibson very much as valuable as a guy like DeAndre Swift. He can yep. do it. They don't throw in the ball very much because you got uh, McKissick. Yes, smooches. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> you got you got Kissy back there. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But dude, I think Antonio Gibson. What he had a shin injury. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was lingering, but he played almost every game. He sucked it up. Yeah, yeah. but you can't, you know, if you're not going to have the O-line, you can't be playing at 
75 true true so, yeah yeah, yeah that's and kind of got, they did good to snatch mckissick back from the bills i saw that I yeah the they signed him, him to another deal yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool yeah um yeah i had gibson in fantasy this year and he, he did pretty well overall but he does fumble the ball that is a problem yep that yep. has nothing to do with your leg hurting <laughs> at all yeah. don't mean don't mean to be an asshole but <laughs> <laughs> fumbling does not involve your shin that's right the, that's uh, right did the defense get better or worse dropping Collins? Ooh, that's right. They did drop Landon Collins. Um, you know, that guy always struggled in deep coverage. He just seemed more of like that uh, fourth linebacker, mm-hmm. strong safety type, just hanging around the box, yep. stopping the run. He's just um, coming over top mm-hmm, kind of a guy mm-hmm. for the edge, yeah. Yeah, so if we can find someone that's better, at least in pass coverage, I don't think we're losing too much. Um and then I wanted to touch on uh, Chase Young because you played defensive end as well. Yeah. My concern with him is he seems like he's got one move. He, whatever side he lines up on, just swim move, tries to get the outside, but the tackle will push him so far out that he yeah. can't even make a play. Like, he's obsolete at that point. I completely agree. And honestly, I think Chase Young is probably one of the most dynamic D linemen in the league. Um, just as far as like speed and got, size and youth, yeah, 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 and he's young, and yeah, like you said, yeah, he's young and he's aggressive. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those kind of guys that's sitting back. You know, you do have those those DNs that like to, uh, you know, like uh, who's the guy from the Raiders? Um, Crosby. Crosby. Crosby, yeah, and sometimes he likes to kind of sit and wait and then put his hands up on the edge to knock down passes. Knock I don't see Chase Young really trying to do that. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. that could be a defensive coordination kind of issue where they're like, you know, we want you going after the quarterback. You're an intimidation yeah. factor. And But I agree. I think for his size and his speed, he should have more than one move. Yeah, yeah. Like, I know, like, contain is the the big, you know, you got to keep that. or If that's the play call. Sometimes True. if you're blitzing, sometimes I mean you're mostly you know outside contain anyway. But mm-hmm. dude, you got to be able to set up the inside spin move. You got to be able to do the you know rip. the bull rush, the rip. I mean, dude, the chop rip, dude. Mm-hmm. You there's so many moves. But the big mm-hmm. thing is if you're gonna try and rush the edge, mm-hmm. you got to beat him to the corner. Yeah, you can't yeah, let him man. push you out the back because first of all, that opens up specifically against running quarterbacks. Definitely, they that's a lane. Mm-hmm. There's no, the linebacker may be dropping into coverage on a slot, right? And all of right. a sudden, there's no one there for yeah. ten to fifteen yards, and you've got someone like Russell Wilson, oh yeah, or anyone like maybe not Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Let's, he, he might he might scramble out the he's box. He's still got some wheels, yeah, but he's not running up. He's not running inside the tackle like some no. of these younger quarter. You give Lamar Jackson five yards, he could burn you for thirty. Oh yeah, yeah. so he's you essentially know, a running yeah, Chase Young, man, he's got some talent, but he needs to figure it out. It feels like he should be Julius Peppers. He's built like him. Right. He's built just like Julius Peppers. Yeah, Yeah, he's not as tall, but... You're right. He's a little bit shorter. As far as athleticism goes, it feels like it's Julius Peppers just not discovered yet. Well, fuck, I hope you're right, man. (laughs) That would be good for the commanders. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Next Julius Peppers, baby. I mean, he's got the talent. He really does. He's, Mm -hmm. He's a smart guy, but it's, you know, I think... He's what is this his fourth year? Uh, third year. Okay, third year. Yeah, because yeah. last year was the second year he got hurt. Yeah, so. oh, that's true. Yeah, and, but he and so he's still kind of evolving his game. That's true. Yeah, You're not yeah, playing yeah. in college anymore. 
Just like no. I wasn't playing in high school anymore when I got to college. Yeah, you know? yeah like these guys different. are, they get bigger from high school to college. Well, they get a little bit bigger and more skilled from college to the NFL. Like, oh, you're yeah. playing against the best. You're playing against all Al- Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all these yeah. guys are are top tier, you know, D linemen or O linemen. So you know, yeah, yeah, gotta do what you gotta do. And that's front four for y'all still. I mean. Yeah, Johnson, no, Jonathan Johnson. Allen. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Strong front And uh, Montez Sweat. He's a beast when Montez he's healthy. Montez Sweat's an animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think we have one of the better defensive lines in the NFL. Um, we just got to be able to stop the pass, man, because it was pretty sad last season. I was sad to see Zedarius Smith go from the Packers. Yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. But, mm-hmm. And he came from... The Commanders. He was. He That's was, yeah, right. Y'all draft. No, did y'all no, draft him? It was him? Preston Smith. Preston right? Smith came yeah. from you. You're right. Yeah. Y'all had both of them. Yeah, we had yeah. the Smiths and Wesson baby. That's what I called them. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we got Preston Smith. We signed him back. But yep, I'm yep. interested to see how the Packers keep moving forward with no cap space. Mm-hmm. And Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers taking one of the biggest contracts as a quarterback who is what 38 years old. Dude, I, I hope had. Bro, I, I had a same. hunch that he was going <laughs> to hang it up, man. Like it's gonna... when I saw that he signed another four years, I was like, "What?" Was like... Yeah. Well, you see, he got it all in crypto, Bitcoin. Did he really? He ju- I'm pretty sure he ah! just switched his entire contract over to Bitcoin. And Holy I was like, shit. "I think I'm going to invest in Bitcoin, bro." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're, yeah. You're getting 150 million in Bitcoin. You know something I don't know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's going to raise everybody's stock. Exactly. Um, so, damn. Yeah, no, I'm excited. Um, How do y'all feel about the whole thing going on in Tampa Bay? Do you think Tom Brady, quote-unquote, didn't have anything to do with Bruce Arians being moved? Or did Bruce Arians, like, challenge him? And he's like, no, you're not going to challenge me. And then he got him Yeah, possibly. I just see that as a a shit show. I mean, I don't know. Are they they keeping Chris Godwin? Yeah, they signed him. Okay, so Mm -hmm. they re-signed Chris Godwin. Now Bruce Arians is gone. Yeah, right. He and stepped down. Yeah, Todd Bowles, who like last time we saw him. But it's a- like, why would why would Tom Brady destruct, you know, an offense like Bruce Arians is a good coach. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. and he let like, him wow. do what he wanted, basically. Exactly, I mean, and it's like you've got everything you could want. I mean, Tom, let's be clear, like Tom Brady's also allowed that to happen. For, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers are on different ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. as far as building a team around them. Yeah. yeah. Aaron Rodgers like, I am the team. Right. Yeah. I'll take whatever I'm I can offense. get and I'll make yeah. them good. And yeah. Tom Brady's like, I want the best that I can get to and make take, me good. Yeah. Right. And I'll and take he, pay cuts uh, to do yeah, it. Correct. Say, and yeah, I mean, that's yeah. where, I mean, proof's in the pudding. Yeah. That's you want to win Super Bowls? You want to win Super Bowls? You get two or three good wide receivers on your team. Mm-hmm. Not, offensive linemen. Yeah. yeah you bring I mean, like, back all those offensive linemen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, like, I mean, as soon as he unretired, like, he reached out to Ryan Jensen and was like, I'm coming back. Come on back. And then the Bucks got an all pro center for yeah. mm-hmm. two more years or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, sir. Um, as far as the our division, the NFC East, I think that the Cowboys will still be at the top. Um, even though I hate them, show. I do think Dak Prescott is a pretty good quarterback. I'll give it to him. I agree. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he can play. He I can think play. it was a mistake paying him coming out of that ankle break the way they did. Not mm-hmm. that he didn't deserve it, mm-hmm. but people after an injury like that can, can be a lot different. Oh yeah. yeah and I feel like, uh, the owner, 
Uh, gosh, I can't even think of his name right now. Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones. I, I think that Jerry Jones is feeling a, very, a lot of pressure financially to have that, you franchise. know, exactly that franchise quarterback because Ezekiel Elliott has kind of fallen short. Yeah. Of what they assumed that he was going to do the last two years. And now you got Tony Pollard stepping up and they're like, no, 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 Pollard's we don't want we don't want four or five good players. We want a great wide receiver, a great, a great running back and a great quarterback. Yeah, and like it's an like, icon. Yeah, yeah, but it's like Cowboys fans don't care about that. Cowboys fans want to win. Yeah, yeah. And I think that Jerry Jones is kind of missing shit. the point. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 they're, we're going to have our one, two and our three. And it's like, dude, you had you traded away Amari Cooper now. That was a mistake. That was a mistake. Do y'all do y'all mm-hmm. think Michael Gallup can be can fill that role as a, as a one? Because CD Lamb, well, CD probably Lamb, stay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think CD Lamb's one hundred percent the one. Let's just be very clear. And then I think their tight end, uh, what's his name, Schultz, man. That yeah, Dalton awesome. Schultz. Yeah, I think he's an, a beast. But he, I oh, think yeah. Michael Gallup could easily be the cherry on top of that offense mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. if Ezekiel Elliott gets himself really up and going right. for what he is paid to be. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you you don't see many other running backs in the league. I mean, you want to talk about guys who deserve that? Alvin Kamara, Nick Chubb. Nick you know, Chubb, guys that are constantly yeah. back-to-back. Like, I want to say Saquon, but he's got a lot to prove again. Since he's, his injury. Yeah. stay healthy, man. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like those, yeah. it's those, the, you know, I, I can tell you from an ACL tearing standpoint mm-hmm. that, like, you're not, unless you absolutely bust your ass, the older you get, the harder it is to come back. Is there like For a, sure. For when sure. you, when you tore it, is there like a mental wall you got to get over where it's like, I don't want to step wrong. Oh, I yeah. don't want to, I don't want this guy to push me back too far and this thing's going to go. Yeah. A hundred percent. And yeah. like I said, I think probably the reason I came back so soon and a lot of athletes don't is that mental wall mm-hmm. is that, uh, my, um, physical therapist Matt, he he started breaking those walls day one. You know, he was like, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's yeah. going to hurt. Like, yeah. get used to pain. Because this is, if you really want to do this, like, it's mm-hmm. not something that's going to be easy to do. Yeah, yeah. It's and like, be I, dude, this is 2011. This is 10 plus years ago. That's you right. know, it's just kind of crazy to think yeah. about. But yep. it's like, dude, you want to talk about the physical walls I was capable of doing. Without Matt yeah. Polisic. The mental walls would have been, may have been too much for me to overcome. And he just constantly every day was like, get used to being uncomfortable. Get used to pain. Mm -hmm. And then after a while, you're like, it hurts, it hurts, it hurts. Doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt anymore. And he's like, okay, good. Mm -hmm. Well, now, like, get ready for it to start hurting again. It's like, now we're going harder. Now now you've gotten kind of to that level. And he would kind of tear me up Mm -hmm. through it. And uh, I think that... I'll say it. He was definitely the reason that I came back stronger, and he was the reason that I went to Ham Sydney. And it's funny because he's a Randolph Macon grad. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he pushed me, and then he pushed me, and he pushed me, and I, I got in. So yeah, he uh, he was he was huge for me, and I I really appreciate him as as a man yeah. and as a as a doctor. Yeah, uh, man. he did a well. He did a really good job. Yep. No, having that uh that support around you, it's just. It'll project um, project you through any kind of adversity, um, even when you feel like you're alone um, and you've got your corner with you. Um, yep. You're – the thing that's – it's so taboo because you hear it all the time and, like, your mind is stronger than your body. Mm-hmm. You know, your mind will push you farther than your body thinks it can go, mm-hmm. and that is true. It you, is. Yeah, you yeah. you have really have no idea the limits of your body. Mm-hmm. And believe me, I'm the kind of guy, I'm the guy that 
throughout high school and college, I pushed myself, dude. I I got to the point where I, I was lifting so much weight, I tore my pec. Yeah, yeah. yeah and like, yeah. you know, like it's Remember like those workouts. That yeah, sucked. yeah. Six in the morning. Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, I, you're talking oh, about you're talking about some your your mind will will push you farther than your body can go. And your body can take more than you think. No, I I second that with um I've definitely experienced that in wrestling and jujitsu because when you're going against somebody better than you, you're like, all right, I'm just slowly drowning here. Yeah, <laughs> it's coming Holding to an end on. eventually. <laughs> yeah. And I've been in situations where I'm like, I'm just going to tap because, like, I, I don't think I'm going to get out of this choke or whatever position I'm in. But then you find a little nudge, you find a little crevice you can sneak in, and you're like, you know what? Like, I can push myself through this. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to give up quite yet. Yeah. For me, it's always thinking about something that, like, you've overcome. It's like, all right, I made it through that. I can make it through this. That yeah. is very true. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. very much about that connection mm -hmm. between the hardest things that you've done mm -hmm. and mentally and, uh, Dude, you set the pace for yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, as much as you lift with a group or, you know, you're with a group of guys or anything like that. I remember a story actually back when I was in Blue Star. And this was kind of when I started developing that mindset that like I don't I don't I'm not gonna I'm not gonna judge myself based off what other people are doing. And uh Brock's dad, Webb, mm -hmm. he was my defensive coach and he was the guy that really like I said, he changed me from the space cadet to the animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. uh he but he was like <laughs> We'd always do uh, a lap uh, at the end of practice and um, like a lap around the football field. So you're talking like 100 yards, mm. 40 yards, 100 yards, 40 yards. And yeah, like I said, yeah. I was like one of the taller, bigger kids uh -huh. and I always won. Yeah. And he was like, you're done. You're done. And I, he like wouldn't let me run. And I would be like, I want to run. Like I want to race with the other guys. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and uh, he'd be like, all right, you can run. But you're going to start running when they hit the other corner over there. Yeah. And he said, if you can catch them and come back to me, then like you don't have to run anymore the rest of practice. Let's go. So, and I mean, there was, oh, dude, it was like, <laughs> it was like, this is like beyond what anyone else was even thinking about. Dude. Right. Everyone right. else was just running in the pack. And it was like, you know, you get this special opportunity to chase the pack mm -hmm. and then pass mm -hmm. the pack and like prove to yourself that you can, you know, be better than what you think. Like, right. what the, you know, and all those guys are working hard too. You know, yeah. it's not like they weren't working hard, but I just had the physical capabilities and Webb saw it and he's like, go. Yeah. Like letting a horse go. And it was like, I mean, you're talking about running with a group. You're running with the group. Yeah. You're running by yourself, chasing a group. Mm hmm. You don't want to be last. Right. <laughs> you yeah. you want to be you want to be at least in the pack. Right. And, the uh, exactly. exactly. And I, I just I just attribute a lot to Webb and how he really changed my mindset when I was young to mm -hmm. like. It's not about what you think you can do because you can do more mm -hmm. than you think you can do. Your brain, oh, yeah, your totally. brain is really what limits you, not your body. Yes, yes. No, so I completely agree. Yeah. Um. All right. So I'm gonna shift the story a little bit. So, yep, my man Mike got married last mm, year, mm -hmm. and now he's got a baby on the way. Little baby girl. Woo! Just named her actually. Oh, let's hear it, man. I want to hear the name. Oh God. Megan, I love you. <laughs> yes. Don't yes. get mad at me. Um, <laughs> oh, wait. Uh, maybe we shouldn't broadcast. Uh, I don't she, know. No, gonna... no. It's it's coming out here shortly, so uh, okay. we're probably going to make the announcement on Saturday or okay. Sunday. But oh, cool. um, her name is going to be Lennox Kelly. Lennox, Lennox Kelly Bazemore. Unique. Yeah, L-E-N-N-O-X-K-E-L-L-Y Bazemore. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's going to be a... 
Hopefully a LPGA star. Yes. Oh, I wanted to touch on that too. That's yep, that's yep. the goal. My <laughs> yeah. uh, my passion now since football is over. I was gonna say is uh, golf. So I've uh, really really pushed myself in that on that aspect, and uh, my wife supports me <laughs> as, <laughs> as much as she can. And uh, but she does watch the bank account. Yes, just to make sure that I'm not yeah. getting out of hand. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, that's beautiful, man. Um, so happy for you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's yep. been a it's been a fun time. Um, we we had pretty much you know decided on the name. We had a whole list of names, and you know you've got all you got eight different ways to spell Caitlin. Go oh, on now, yeah. Ashley. You know you you just got all these different names. All so the common like, names, exactly. Yeah. So we we're like, what yeah. do we what do we really want to do? Yeah. And uh, I came home. I the like other, it. Yeah. So I came home the other day, and she was that's awesome. Yeah, she was very stoked about that. Um. So yeah, let's uh. Let's talk about your hobby now. So you golf quite. Um, you're going like every weekend, right? Or just? Uh, or when I you would can. say, yeah, yeah. I would say um, when I probably about a year ago is when I was hitting like my stride. I have a buddy actually I went to college with. His name is Mitch Pereira. Shout out Mitch. Hell yeah. Mitch is like my my golf guru slash partner. Nice, nice. Um, we played every weekend. You know, at least once once a week. And uh, Mitch is a low. He, he's probably about a. On a good day, he's probably about eight handicap, you know, okay. six to eight. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, mm-hmm. he's he's right at the eighty mark, and that's, that's yeah, it's pretty impressive. And I'm, you know, right. I'm right about I'm right about the eight to twelve mark on a, on a good day. I can hit between eighty and eighty, you know, eighty five on a good day. And um, so, what is um, professional uh, numbers like handicap? Yeah, I, I have uh, no idea. Uh, well, with the Masters going on right now, exactly. Yeah, yeah the yeah, Masters yeah. today. I mean, you can look at somebody like Tiger Woods. Uh huh who through two days is plus one. So that would be like a 0.5 handicap, basically. But mm-hmm. And the first day he was one under. Okay. So that's a sub one handicap. And So they're shooting around what, 60? No, the uh, par is 72. 72. On okay. most courses, okay. yeah. Okay. So you're going to shoot par. And um, uh, I think the leader right now is Shawfley. I can't remember. He's like eight under. But then the dude hit the... Hit a uh, hole in one yesterday. Oh shit! At the Masters, and that hasn't <laughs> happened. It, it Gotta love that. Yeah, so that was pretty cool to see. That's but awesome. um, is yeah. it a Scotty Shoffley? Yeah, His whole, says he's got a six shot lead at the moment. Yeah, Shoffley. Yeah, so that is him. And uh, I think the other guy's name was Sind. Sind was the guy who shot the hole in one. And the cool thing about him, he's not. I mean, he's. I think he's still in contention. I, I think he made the cut. But um, his caddy is actually his son. Uh, so that. he made the hole in one. He like he's like walking up, and he and his son just like give like a big hug. Oh, and it's like, dude, yeah, that's yeah, so yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's, that's a so right cool. There. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah, I, I love it though. That's yeah, that's, no, that's you definitely because really... it's a way to be competitive uh-huh. and still be involved in sports, even with bad knee and bad. Yeah, it's not as know. much wear and tear for sure. Exactly. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's much more in between the ears sport. Definitely. No, that that's been my. Uh, my downfall with that sport, I just get super frustrated. I've played I've only done nine holes. I've never done eighteen, but I've I played like four times and each time I got uh incrementally worse. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I mean, this isn't for me. <laughs> it's one of those sports where the wor- more frustrated you get, the worse yeah. you're gonna play. Yeah. So like going out there with no pressure and like kinda having like a goal for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's kinda where it's at. Because if you don't yeah. have a goal, you have no idea where you should be. True, true. So, Good you point. know, you you figure it out as you go, but um 
Yeah. 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 You know, obviously, you know my brother, Tanner. Oh, yeah. He's in med school. So I actually got to go up and play with him in Blacksburg last weekend. Oh, fun. Fuck yeah. And uh, so that was that was a pretty cool time. The dude, yeah. the dude can hit one handed drives like really literally one handed with his driver, like <laughs> 280 yards. Yeah. He's a little beefcake now. He yeah. is. He's a, he's a muscle hamster. Yeah. Yeah. He's a monster. <laughs> But, uh, he's smart too. He's smart too. I didn't want to say he's best looking, but he's yeah. Smart too. yeah. No, yeah. Going in the medical field, man. He can't be a can't be a dummy for yeah, sure. I was, hopefully, he'll uh, get up there quickly so he can bring me out to the nice courses and uh, uh, give yeah. me a membership somewhere in Florida. Oh, or there we go. Get those perks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, all right, and then I wanted to uh, shout out to professional carpet cleaning services here in richmond virginia oh yeah it's uh, a that has been a family business pride and joy you know keeps yep. keeps me and my wife uh in our house with a roof over it there you go uh my there wife's obviously a teacher so she very much yeah. uh, contributes as well yep yep um but yeah shout out to you know dad brock you know small little company but um we do we do a really good job and last year we've actually had we was the best year to date that we've had uh and 30 years that's awesome so we're kind of oh, getting yeah. a little bit better each year and um you know this year is kind of it's been kind of weird you mm-hmm. know with uh you know inflation's kind of starting to set in a little bit you mm-hmm. know and um you know with the war in ukraine it's gas prices going up and everything yeah you know, we can get it into sucks. that yeah i was gonna say we could get into a whole slew of stuff but, yeah you know, sure <laughs> small businesses are getting harder and harder to yeah. To maintain because, you know, everybody's getting bought up and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we just appreciate the freedom that we have and, you Definitely. know, what we can give to our customers with the, you know, the flexibility, you know, he, you know, my dad still has people that he's been doing for years and, uh, you know, that come on hard times and he goes and cleans their houses for free. Really? Yeah. I mean, I mean, dude doesn't even ask. He just wow. goes and does it, calls them, asks them if they need it, and does it for free because they've been, you know, longtime supporters. And, oh, yeah, dude. You know, he's a, I love your dad. Yeah, he's yeah, a yeah. he's a very generous, generous guy. I'm very lucky. Oh, to that's him. where you guys get it from, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. yeah you, you can be an asshole, too. Not don't to forget. take anything away from your mom. But, no, uh, my yeah, mom's yeah. an angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's she's right. fantastic. But, yeah, I couldn't... Uh, couldn't ask for a better dad or a better boss or yep. better brother and a better coworker with yeah. Brock. So, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's very, very lucky. Um, yeah, I know what you mean by the uh, working with the small businesses. Um, right now, you know, I'm going to school now. I'm trying to get my uh, degree in broadcasting. Um, but to pay the bills, I'm working for my uncle. He runs a like a grout and tile restoration business. Oh yeah. And there's only so there's five technicians and then two service managers including me and then the owner is him so yeah there's only like eight of us yeah that's and, awesome uh, dude and that's that's not exactly the easiest work either no no yeah it's uh it's definitely manual labor intensive but you learn a few strategies and tactics you can kind of make it a less than an eight hour day for sure yeah. that's kind of how we roll too <laughs> yeah, yeah. this is like everyone's <laughs> like man you work you don't work much i said well when I can take an eight hour day and turn it into a five hour day exactly. and you're making the same amount of money then i can go home and yeah, that sounds like grass. a benefit to me. Exactly. Yeah. I have my dishes done before my my wife gets home, dude. Uh, like yep, the yep. perks. Ideal. Exactly. Ideal. Yes, sir. Um, all right, man. Well, I think. Shout we're... out to my beautiful, supportive wife as well, Megan. Yes. Love yes. you, baby. That's right. That's right. And congratulations again, Megan, on the the beautiful birth of Lennox on the way. Yes. Yep. Yes. We're very excited. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, I think we covered everything I wanted to touch on. 
Um, anything else you want to shout out? Or? What do you think about uh, the one thing I was guess I was going to ask you was oh, I'm sure. not I'm not huge in the NBA, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I'm kind of stoked that the Lakers are out. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I yep, just kind of yep. see that team free falling right now. So, oh I'm yeah, kinda, I'm kind of stoked about that. I'm not that I'm, I'm a very vindictive person, but <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I um, when you when they have these superstar teams, you expect to see them, you know, deep in the playoffs. And when somebody like LeBron James and Anthony Davis there, they get hurt, and then they're out for six weeks and then they come back and then somebody like Russell Westbrook goes down and they oh, just, yeah. they couldn't seem to get that mesh and that, uh, unity yep. throughout the season. Um, when you got other teams, like you got other teams like, uh, Milwaukee, who's I think in first right now, Giannis, that guy is just an unstoppable force and yeah. he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. He just, he backs down everybody. He's starting to shoot threes now. He's, yeah. He's, he's going to replace LeBron and be the face of the NBA. 100%. He is the player to be right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I think probably the best twosome is uh, Kyrie and Kevin Durant. Yeah, with the Nets. Yeah, yeah. they're they're, they're yeah. tearing ass. And um, mm-hmm. I think that's just pretty cool to to be to not be a part of a super team, but just have two. Correct. To have a couple great athletes that play well together. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just I just laughed because the Lakers have kind of done the same thing that the Packers have done, and they've <laughs> yeah, tied yeah. themselves to this super old player. That's right. That's a superstar, and it's like, uh, but the Packers haven't quite started falling yet, and I feel like the Lakers have. So I'm yes, like, they uh, have. Here yep. you go. Here yep. it comes. Yeah. Um. I guess this year, and not last year, but the year before. Um. Or the first two years that LeBron hasn't been in the playoffs, I believe. Yeah. Well, yeah, that that is true, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I guess we'll see if he gets back. Yeah, I mean, he at this point, I don't even know if he cares about winning any more championships. I think he just wants to stick around until his son gets in the league. That's so that what he said. Yeah, together. he said he wants to. He's like, I'll, I'll get traded whenever my son gets in. It's like, yeah, yeah. no one's going to pick you. I mean, somebody will, but you ain't going to be paid. He's going to be like 40 by then. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you're not going to get paid at that point, bro. You're just going to be a body. Yeah, you're going to be passing the ball. That's what you're going to be doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. Yeah. But, yeah, that's about it for me. Hell, yeah, man. Um, so, yeah, everybody, tune in to uh, UFC 273 tonight. Should be very entertaining. And uh, we'll see if that hype train, Hamza, gets that fucking crazy first-round knockout like he's projecting. Korean zombie, baby. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we'll see if you need to uh, get on DraftKings and hit that parlay. I'm not kidding. I'm if going. you think those two underdogs are going to win. <laughs> yeah, you watch this. You just watch. <laughs> nah, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> I gotta, you got to give hope. Got to have hope. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, I appreciate you doing this, man. Yep. That was yes, a good sir. time, Jake. Thanks for inviting yes, me on, sir. Buddy. You're a natural. You're a natural. Oh, appreciate yeah. it. We'll have to do it again. Yeah. Next, anytime. Hell yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening and signing off.